All right, welcome back. We're going to do a, a unique podcast here. Um, this one is going to be combined to some video. So Ben is going to, you're going to turn this into a vlog, right? Or what do we call it? Dog bone vlog. Dog bone vlog. Um, and with the vlog, which will be posted on YouTube, you'll actually see the video. Um, but this is from a someone that is following us, um, doing hold conditioning, sent in a video of theirs. I've had several people do that recently. It, it's helped me um, probably give them some better answers. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me is a people aren't allowing their dogs to settle in. They're just putting the dog up and going. Second thing is, is they're going really fast. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to break this one down. Um, I'm literally going to push play. I've watched it once before and that was it. I messaged the guy and said, you know what? I want to try something. Um, I'm going to try to turn it into like a podcast instead. So bear with me. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work for the people that are at listening to this as a podcast i'm going to kind of walk you through it audibly i'll verbalize what i'm seeing and saying for those that are watching uh it on our dogbone vlog on youtube you, it'll make more sense probably because you'll literally see what we're doing here so i'm going to push play i'm going to start it so it's about three minutes long and i realize it's probably just not a full session but um the dog is up on a Looks like it's up on a, I don't know, like a, a, what do you think that is? Looks like a some bench, kind of, a tape, like a box of some yeah. sort. Like a, it's in the back of a yard. He's got, he's tethering the dog off. So he's got it on a flat collar. He's tied it off so that the dog can't duck out. Dog's got a nice wagging tail right now. Um, hot. Seems real hot. Um, because the table is high, the box that the dog is on is high he's standing on a bucket so he's stood up on a bucket to get up above the dog so he's obviously making making do with the best he can from a setup standpoint i do think the setup is really important he's petting the dog dog's wagging its tail he had the dog sit down he's pulled a wooden dowel out of his back Put it in the dog's mouth. Dog's chomping a little bit. Tail's going. Okay, stop. So there's the first rep. So we're into it when in less than a minute. We're into the first rep. Um, if you watch the video right now, it looks uncomfortable to me because it looks like he's balancing on a bucket, which he is. Um, so the, his mobility, his ability to be comfortable himself is probably not real good. He, he's probably, he has to focus on staying on, standing on top of a bucket. So imagine trying to do something and you have to do it while balancing on the top of a five gallon bucket. Like that's hard, hard, make, makes it an incredibly, it adds a level of difficulty to it. So I, that's one of the first things I see. Now I realize he's trying to do the best he can with his setup. Um, it doesn't mean that it makes it easier or makes it doable so i do th see a little bit of a setup issue um the first rep he put in i'm gonna back this up he put the dowel in he pulled the dowel out of his pocket at one minute and seven seconds he put it in the dog's mouth at one minute 11 seconds he took it out of the dog's mouth at one minute 21 seconds so it was a 21 second hold and I'm going to see, I'm going to count it down here. 
so what I'm looking for is how now I'm starting to look at the dog and watch the dog react. The tail is going, the dog's pretty happy, um, not antsy, not moving its feet or anything, but it's, it's pretty tense. And I would be too. I mean, the dog just got put up there. He's been on there for less than a minute, tethered off and started in on hold after the guy stood up on a bucket, um, to get above him. So I'm going to push play. It's right when he goes into his mouth. So I'm going to watch. Now I'm going to watch the dog and break that down. Okay, stop it. Minute 21, I'm going to back up. Now I'm going to count chomps because the dog's, um, I'm going to count chomps. I think it's a real important thing. The dog didn't hold it very well. Uh, he didn't spit it out, but he. I'm going to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13 chomps, 10 seconds. So you can see it's it's... A very quick chomp, 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 chomp. Now I'm going to see, I'm going to back up. I'm going to count, I'm going to count commands. One, two, three, four. Four, four holds in 10 seconds. That's an average of two and a half seconds per being between. Good to start out with, release in the end. Six commands, 12 seconds. Every two seconds, the dog's hearing something from you. So that just stands out to me. Um, and let me back up to a minute 12 here. I'm going to see how many times. One. Okay, 10 seconds. Dog never... He never took his hand off of the dog's underside of his chin and left side of its face. It, and so he literally, I think, you know, you held onto the dog's head that first rep the entire time. Those are the things that stood out to me. So it looks like you've watched enough stuff to get the idea. It's just, I don't think anything got gained out of that. I think that was a, a force of not and when I say force I don't mean like force fetched I mean like it was a you completely controlled every aspect of it micromanaged um, six commands in 12 seconds 13 chomps in 12 seconds nervousness almost like a nervousness of definitely not settled in never took your hands off of them okay so now I'm gonna watch Put the dowel down. Pick the dowel back up. Minute 49. So you put it in, you took it out at minute 22. Mm -hmm. 27 seconds went by. You put the dowel down, picked it back up, and you're back into his mouth right now. Now, I'm going to back up to a minute 22 when it came out and I'm going to watch again. So the dowel came out right there from a minute 20. You're, you've got the dummy at, you got the, the dowel out in a minute 22. 
That's a, four seconds. That was the best four seconds yet because you didn't do anything and the dog sat still. And actually, you can literally see the dog's tension. So I can see the dog's muscles flexing at a minute 21. I can see them. I can see it in the dog's coat. And about minute 29... Right there, it relaxed for the first time. You marked that with a good girl, which is good. But then you put the dowel away, then you brought the dowel back, and then that brought us to a minute 40... Minute 45. Dowel came back out. Minute 48, it went back in. Dog reached out and picked it up nicely. That was really good. Dummy went in, Dowell went in at a minute 40. So I saw some, I saw something nice at around a minute, what did I say, minute 29? Mm -hmm. Around a minute 29. About three or four seconds there. I saw you, uh, this guy, and I saw the dog both relax slightly. Okay, now I want you to listen. If you're listening to the podcast, do you think they'll hear the audio? Sure. Okay, I want you to listen to the change. Because about... As soon as that dog settled at a minute 29, you set the dowel down. You reached out, you petted the dog. Dog wagged its tail a little bit, kind of got excited. Then at a minute 40, you reached out, petted the dog. Dog's kind of enjoying this right now. Dog looks good. Minute 40, when, as soon as you pick the dollar back up about a minute 40, you completely tensed up, okay? And now it became really rigid and really formal at about a minute 47, 48, and then you put the dollar back in. Now I want you to hear the difference. I want you to hear uh, this guy. I'm not sure what his name is right now because I didn't see, don't have the email in front of me, but listen to, listen to his tone. And if you can see it, watch his body language. And at the end there, when the last hold, he shook his head and, and he shook his head and went, you can see it. It's probably hard to hear. Did you hear the second the dowel went back into the dog's mouth? Let's watch this. Minute 40. Okay, I'm going to start counting stuff again. I'm going to count commands. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, eight frustration, eight commands, ended frustrated, nine seconds. It's at a minute 59. Minute 51, 50, a minute 50 is when the doll went in, 49. 10 seconds, eight commands, really excited commands, really tense commands, entire body language changed. Tone changed, frustration set in. By 59, you're done. And let's watch what happens. Dog looks away from you. Dog looks down. Dog won't look you in the eyes. You're staring at the dog. The dog is avoiding everything it can to look at you. 
You set the doll down and the dog picked its head back up and wagged its tail. Right now I think you're taking a deep breath. And you look a bit relaxed. You just first touched the dog, so there's about 10 good seconds there. Okay, we just, I don't know if you could hear that. You broke down into a sentence, a couple sentences in conversation with the dog. And now the dog went from disappointed because he was disappointed in your frustration. It was clear. Your frustration, and it's not like you got mad. It's not like you hit the dog. It's not like you lost your cool. You were frustrated, I can tell. If you watch it, you can tell. You took the towel out. You set the towel down. You took a break. And that was good. Um, but the second you took the dowel and were frustrated, the dog hung its head immediately. The dog looked away from you immediately. The dog wouldn't look at you. The dog was disappointed, I think, and in itself as much as anything. Um, so remember, we're coming off of a 10-second window where you gave eight commands real excitably, real hyperly, real um, with a little bit of anxiousness, a lot of bit of anxiousness. The dog responded to that by going, I quit. I shut down. I can't even look at the guy right now. Okay. And then you took, you set the doll down. The dog relaxed. As soon as you set the doll down, the dog was a lot happier. So there's a, you've created a little bit of an issue there where the dog goes, this is where he gets mad at me. This is where he gets disappointed in me. I don't know what the hell he wants me to do because he's getting all nervous and he's getting all excited. And so I'm going to start mouthing it and I'm going to start chomping. And then when the frustration sets in, I go, damn, I'm not, I can't figure out how to make this guy happy. And then he puts it away and you go, now we can be friends again. And then you decide what I was doing wasn't working. So for my own sake, I don't think you did this for the dog's sake. I think you did this for your own sake. I'm going to explain it to him better because all I want to do is figure this out. So I think you're genuinely wanting to do this. I think you are completely confused at how to communicate with the dog so you re, re, you fall back on I'll talk to him like he's a person and all the word all those words are making it even messier so um let's go let's get back to that dog quits looking at you here at two minutes looks away you take the dowel you set the dowel down the dog's head came up instantly and wagged his tail and you took your hand and you put your hand on your side and you stood a little more relaxed. You were nowhere near as rigid. You weren't, you don't look like you're balancing on the bucket anymore. So you, you did some body language things there. You just talked to your dog. You talked to your dog more, more effectively right there than you did right now when Two minutes and 23 seconds, you reach out, you grab the dog's head under the side of the chin, and you started petting it. And you said the dog's name, and then you start into this. So you're, you're pleading with the dog at this point. The dog is confused as all get up right now. Going, what? What are you, now what? Yeah, like your 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 roller coaster of emotions in a real short period of time. We're only two minutes and thirty seconds into it. You went from rigid and stern to disappointed to relaxed to negotiating in two minutes and thirty seconds. Hold it. All 
And when you, I noticed too, as you're forcing this dog to look into your eyes, he's going, don't look at him. Don't look at him. He's turning his head to duck away. You're physically starting to position him and put a little bit of pressure on him. Look me in the eye. That's what you're telling him. Look me in the eye. And he's going, I don't know what the fuck you want. Why should I look you in the eye? Now you change your tone. All right, we're going to get this. And it turned positive, And the dog went from, I can't look you in the eye, to, now I guess he likes me again. And his tail started wagging. And he's kind of happy. And then you pick the dowel up and he goes, oh, no. He's frozen. He reached out and he got it. He's wagging his tail. He's chomping. Your hands are all over him. And now you want to punch him in the face. Doesn't it look like that? So, and now I want to, I want you to, I want you to see the pace. The pace went from relaxed and calm and explaining something to a dog to grabbing his head and making him look you in the eye and firming up a little bit to going back to something that he's seen before where you grab the dowel. Now, when you grab the dowel, it's it's two minutes forty five seconds, and you put it into the dog's mouth. You said ready, which is. On your mark, get set, go. Like, that's literally, ready, let's go. I don't think we need to get a dog jacked up at this point. I don't think we need to pump him up to it. I don't think we need to get him super excited at the idea of ready, go. Like, this isn't something that we're sprinting out of. We're trying to get the dog to hold the thing steady in his mouth without mouthing it. It's all all your goal should be at this point. But I'm not sure that you know that, and that's fine. That's why you sent me the video. But two minutes and 45 seconds, you put it in. It's one, two, three, four. And you, you, got, you got a little confused. You weren't sure what to say. The dog spit the dummy. You grabbed it. And this is where I say you wanted to punch him because it's, in, it's all over your body language. And you literally just grabbed the dummy and swung it down because you were like, I'm not going to hit you. Now, what did I say he put it in? 249? 241. Dummy's going to go into the dog's mouth at 2 minutes 45 seconds. Now listen to the intensity in these commands. To 52. 7 seconds. In 7 seconds, there were how many commands? Did I count? 5? 4 or 5? There were 4 or 5 commands and I want to slap you in the face in 7 seconds. And it was super fast paced and intense and whole and it changed and everything changed. And the dog went, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to take it. At the very end there, he just took a guess and he said, drop, I'll drop it. Because maybe that's what this guy wants. Dog has no idea what we're really actually looking for. You're frustrated. You set the dummy down, scratched your ear, said, all right, and gave the dog some love. You stepped down and you said, all right, we're done. And the dog goes, Thank God. So dog stood up at that point, wagged his tail and went, whew, got through it again. So there's lots of stuff there that stood out to me. One is all of that happened in three minutes and 13 seconds. I bet you if you watch a hold conditioning video of ours with Bella, which we've done, we've done very similar setup to this. I'd be curious to watch it now myself, but go back and watch the, the session. Cause those are real sessions. Like the, that wasn't a produced video. Those are real sessions. They're just very candid. It's what we did with her. I bet 
there is none of them that I get that much stuff done in three minutes and 13 seconds, first off. So I think that this is another example of, and, and a lot of them I've seen like this, where they're just, they're, they're real rammy. Get in, get out, get it done. Not giving the dog a chance to prepare and actually get anything out of it. Now, in that three, three minutes and 13 seconds, there's a lot of things that happen that I go, it's confusing to me. I'm putting myself in the position of being the dog. I think we need to do that sometimes is figure out what what it looks like from the dog's perspective. Because really that's important that's the important part. It really doesn't matter what it looks like from our perspective. It's what from the dog's perspective that's important because we have to speak their language, they won't speak ours. I know you tried having them speak yours there at one point, but it's not just not going to work. All those words just muddle up things. So I think my advice on this is Put the dog up next time for three minutes and 13 seconds and just let him settle in. Let him look you in the eye and tell him he's good. Don't tell him 50 times a command in in 50 seconds. And reach up and tell him he's good and give him a little praise. The second you put a dowel in his mouth, don't say a word. Hold doesn't mean anything to the dog yet because he doesn't know the behavior. Just get the dog to get the dummy in his mouth or the dowel in his mouth without freaking out. And that'll come from you settling. Because if you settle, they'll settle. If you take a deep breath and relax, they'll take it. It might take four or five nights, I don't care, to get the dog up and just get the dog to relax a little bit. Get the dog to be comfortable. You know, big picture with this setup is the problem is, is what's, what are you going to do the next step? One of the things that I like to do is move the dog around. How are you going to move the dog? You can't move the dog around. You're standing on a bucket. You are going to have a hell of a time just balancing up there. So your setup is creating issues. Being up on a bucket might be creating a little bit of anxiety for yourself. It could be real, real subliminal, but if you're standing up on a small bucket, there's a little bit of... There are some people that get nervous about that in the first place. I don't know if you are or not. I don't know if you're super comfortable with heights. That's heights. I mean, it doesn't sound, it sounds funny, but standing up on a bucket and asking yourself to balance, for some people, that's a challenge. You look pretty athletic. You probably can handle it. But I know for a fact you can't move around up there. And that's one of the things you're going to have to do. So I do think getting a little bit of a setup that makes this work better and easier for both you and the dog is probably going to help you settle in. If you settle in, dog settles in. Being okay with the idea of we don't have to get four or five repetitions in 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 three minutes. Understanding you don't have to get a repetition in in three minutes if the dog's not ready. Because no matter how hard we try, I think you're trying very hard, and I appreciate that. I love the effort. You, you, the effort was enough to send me an email and, and, and film yourself in response to my message back. So, and that's why I'm doing a podcast because I go, he's willing to put the effort in, I'll put the effort in. But, so I love the effort, but you have to realize no, working hard, like I think hard work fixes a lot of shortfalls. The, the, the hard part about a dog is understanding that the harder you work doesn't necessarily mean the more they learn or the easier they learn, or the more they absorb. Sometimes the harder we work creates that much more issues. This is one of those things where I say, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta do less to get more. Go slow to get fast. 
That, I use that all the time. Slow down, you'll, you'll speed up. It's the best way to speed up with the dog is to slow down. And that's literally and figuratively. So like with you, slow down physically. Don't get four repetitions in in three minutes when they're not ready to do the first. And when they and, and prepare them for the first. And take a deep breath yourself so that, that you don't become so anxious when you put that dowel in the dog's mouth that the dog completely mirrors you. I, I do think you should watch this video again. And then think about some of the things that we talked about. Because I think your light bulbs will go on and you go, ooh, I didn't. I think it's great to video it because I don't think we realize sometimes what we're doing. And it's, I mean, think about it. If you had a video of everything you did and you could go and you had enough time and the interest in going back on it to review it, do you know how much better we'd be? Because we forget a lot of stuff in the moment. We don't recognize a lot of things in the moment. We don't have a mirror in front of us to look at all the time. So I'm not saying you have to do this every time, but for your own sake. I think some people, maybe for their own sake, I'm getting value filming and recording these series that we're doing creates a lot of issues for me. It causes me to talk too much. It causes me to not focus on the dog. It causes me to... To, to do certain things because I don't want to do them without the camera there. I want to wait. So the timing might be perfect for me to do something with a dog, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to do it in front of the, without the camera. So it's just the, the, the camera for me creates tons of issues training. Um, I would be a lot further ahead with most of the dogs if I wasn't filming it, but I don't really care. So I do think the value of it in being able to share it outweighs the negatives. Now, there are some positives to filming it. I, I pick up on things in the Bella series because I have to go back and watch them because I write a little text about it to put on the post in the YouTube channel. So I describe it. And so it forces me to go back and watch it. I have picked things up watching it later that I completely didn't recognize in the moment. Some things are I really need to work on. Some things I went, well, that was pretty good. But... I get a lot of value out of having the opportunity to see it twice. I just wrote an article about the idea of I, I learned from this thing, this video. I learned from this series, Bella Be Good, twice. Once when I do it, second time when I watch it. Back. So there is value in that. I also think, I'll be completely honest with you, I probably do things, I think about things more when there's a camera right there. But, and, and, and that's just being honest. I think most people would. Oh, there's a camera on me. I don't, I, I, think, I think twice or three times or four times about it before I respond or react instinctively. It's natural to, res, to respond instinctively to situations. But the beauty of it is that I'm doing it enough, it's starting to transfer into when the camera's not there. So patience, everyone goes, oh, you're so patient, you're so patient, you're so patient. I know I'm not. I'm more patient today than I was a while ago. I'm, was more pa I'm more patient then than I was prior. I used to be very impatient. I'm, I'm more patient now in some situations. I'm still very impatient in lots of them. But it for, it, it, I am literally hearing in my head myself saying, just relax. Take a break. What are you going to gain by snapping right now? What, 
the price, the cost. I recognize when I would lose my cool in the past that it set me back in training. So I'm bitching about this series slowing me down in my training. Well, I'll tell you what really slowed me down in my training in the past is my temper. Because I would gain a lot with a dog and then I'd take steps back because I lost my cool and, I, and they questioned me. Now, the nice part about dogs is they're extremely resilient. Uh, you can be a real jerk and your dog will still come up to you and give you a kiss and wag its tail. Like that's, that's just, that's something that I wish more human, I had more of as a human. They're very forgiving. They're very resilient. It takes a lot to ruin them. I, you know, so, but I think that would be some of the things that you should get out of watching this again. And I hope that if you combine it with this podcast, it'll make sense. It'll click. That's it. Nice little unique version. I don't know if it's going to work for the podcast people that are listening, but if you're if you're confused, watch the vlog on YouTube. Do me a favor if you would. Share this with someone that you think it might help. I can't I someone is. Some people are because I'm getting more and more people that are new reaching out and and, and making comments and and sending very nice messages, but which is inspiring and motivating to me, and I'm not begging for that. I'm not asking for that. What I am asking is share it with someone who you think it will help. Because whether or not I get a message from them, when I get those messages, I always tell people, or I always think, for every complaint you get, there's probably a few that didn't. For everything good you hear, there's probably a few that didn't. So thankfully, we don't get a lot of complaints. And that, that's, that's rewarding. But when you get a positive feedback from somebody, I go, there's probably a f- multiplier of something, some number that got something out of it as well. And in it's growing. I can see it. So, and Ben's Ben's doing a good job on YouTube, man. Like our YouTube stuff, um, we've doubled our YouTube. Now it's not a very big number, but we've doubled our YouTube followers in the last few months. And I think it's because two things: we're putting more information on there. We're starting to use it. We never used it before. We're starting to use it. But I also think it's because people. It's not us. People are sharing it with other people that they think it will help. And that's the point. That's completely the point of what we're doing. So thank you for that. Do me a favor if you continue to do that. Um, if, you're, if you're listening to it on a podcast and you have the opportunity to give us a rating, we'd really appreciate that too. Hit the subscribe button and then if you'd rate it for us. That's it. We got to, we're going to be continue to be pumping these out. COVID, I don't even remember what COVID is anymore, do you? But uh, you know, COVID was what kicked us into let's do more content. Let's do more podcasts. I think you said we're into the 80s, right? And I'm hitting, I'm shooting. 81 and I'm shooting for triple digits. I want to hit one Hondero. So we're going to keep plowing through this. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for following. Um, We're going to keep doing them and we really appreciate your support.